featuring the Sovereign Soundboard. And as always, you can catch us on most platforms streaming podcasts, including Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, among others. If you're on iTunes, give us that five-star review. Links to all the platforms and the merch, everything else available at ykwrestling.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube too, man. you know, trying to get the YouTube content popping for the year 2022. It's uh, it's popping. Like, yeah, it's popping. Uh, if you follow <laughs> us on Twitter, join our conversation on social media using the hashtag YKWPod, or you can use the hashtag YKWrestling, whatever one you prefer. It don't matter. It do matter, but it don't matter at the end of the day. Uh, as always, I'm the Thespian TC Fontaine, joined by Ravishing Reek Rude. Uh, real quick, as the thespian, I will be remiss if I did not bring this up because I would not be the thespian if it were not for Sidney Poitier, the legendary Sidney Poitier, uh, passed away, I think he was 94 years old, uh, Friday. So, yeah, a week after Betty White. And then Bob Saget passed away today. So, it's going yeah. crazy. Yeah. God taking everybody back. Facts. It's nuts. So yeah, I said, you know, I, I said after Betty gone, ain't nobody safe. Like, oh no. The thing is, like <laughs> he took Betty on the last day of the year. He didn't even let her see the new year. Facts. Which is crazy. I you know, you know, I seen something about uh I seen Jimmy Hart said something about old boy, old boy Terry. Uh, the party might be over. <laughs> it, it's clock ticking, uh, like 60 minutes. You know, 60 minutes theme song. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. Hey, Yo, man. wrestling Twitter on that day is gonna like. I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm just about to sit back and watch. Right. I'm just sit back and watch. It's gonna be a war. Oh, it's gonna be a war zone. <laughs> it's gonna be something. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. I WWE might be a little unbearable though. That's all they're gonna talk about. Oh, oh, oh my god. I mean, understandably, this nigga is the reason why WWE is the way it is, but at this point, we don't want to see that shit. I, I haven't decided, but I'm thinking I might throw some grenades in just for the hell of it. But we'll see. I, I might, you know, I might cook me up a little something just to you know keep them in my drafts <laughs> ahead of time. Cause I mean, I might. Who knows? I might keep it in my drafts for another day. I might keep it in my drafts for a year, maybe five more years. I don't know. It's going to stay in my drafts, though, until it's ready. Like, when I tell you, like, you know, I'm serious, bro. When uh, you, you remember Miami, San Antonio, the finals, the first time they played in the finals. Yeah. And uh, it was a game six. Man, we all thought the Spurs had game six one, and we know what happened. Mm-hmm. I had I had a meme that I had made like a week before I posted that shit and then the heat came back 
and they won, and then of course they won game seven. I had to delete the meme after they won game six. <laughs> I kept that meme in my phone for the next year, posted it the next year when they lost. I had to. <laughs> so. Oh, shit. So I, I will keep any uh, tweets about uh, Sir Terrence <laughs> close to the vest. Reek talking about throwing some grenades. I don't think I'm going to have some grenades. I might have, you know, something. I don't know about a grenade. What's 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 less powerful than a grenade? Uh, shit, I don't know. Some I don't know, man. Gas. Yeah, I'm going to have something like that. Some pepper spray at least. Like, yeah. It's going to be a little, like, real quick jab. It ain't going to be you know, no haymaker or nothing. <laughs> we know who's going to have the haymakers on deck. Public enemies ain't gonna have something on deck. Oh god. They gonna have a few. <laughs> I can't stand them dudes. Oh, they niggas are jokes, man. Yo, this I, I saw the other joint they had the other night when they said uh because Cody was out and Dustin had to have a match and then he posted that clip from Tom and Jerry when he getting his ass beat in the back in the door. He said when uh when Cody shows up next week at the Dustin loss to Sammy. <laughs> And then you he actually did lose. So, I mean. How you lose after you did a Canadian story through the table, though? I don't know. I feel like he's too old to be doing that. But, I mean, if it worked, it worked. Like, I don't think he that old to be doing it. Like, yeah, I mean, he old as hell. But, like, he can still pull the moves off. And yeah. he one of the few in that company who can pull moves off like that safely. So, I don't mind it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. We know we don't watch the show though. We already told y'all that. So, yo, I, I, did, I didn't lie. I didn't lie. I watched Brian and Hangman. I didn't even watch I that. Stopped, then I stopped watching, and then right after SmackDown, because I see I saw on Twitter that Adam Cole was coming out. I said, okay, I watched Adam Cole's match with Jake, which was dope. But then I ain't watched nothing else after that. So I, I stuck to it. I said two matches because the two people that I, I care to watch at this point. That's it. Nothing else had my attention. I didn't even watch Jade's match. Bro, I wanted I wanted to see that so bad, but like I couldn't even I couldn't even do that. Like I, I might go check out a uh, Hangman and, and Brian. But yeah, yeah and that, that, that was that was going off. They, they, if they, they if they ever utilize Miro properly, uh I will check out whatever he do whenever he show back up again. But uh in the meantime, I'm I'm I know I'm fat because it's a pizza commercial on this game right now. I, I think it's Papa John's. It is Papa John's. They got some good looking ass pizzas, man. Shout out to Papa John's, bro. I actually, I'm gonna put them on the throne. They deserve it. <laughs> but they don't never want to be nowhere around. Like, see these commercials all over the place. I have to go like an hour away before I find a Papa John's. Like, I don't think I had Papa John's since I was like, that's unfortunate. 12, 11 years old. That's like, that's a long ass time. You know, it's crazy. I remember Domino's used to be kind of ass. Mm-hmm. But like Domino's low-key like the best fast food pizza chain right now. Like Domino's was the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> remember Golden State Warriors? They was just kind of low. Like they just had Steph and Monte. They wasn't really doing nothing. Right. They got rid of Monte Ellis, and now Domino's is going crazy. 
with the commercials, with the coupons, the deals, and all that. And Pizza Hut was the Lakers. They fell off. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I go crazy with because I got. I used to love some fucking Pizza Hut, man. Yeah, Pizza Hut was it when the kid like every kid, every weekend after school. Yeah, man. The little personal pen pieces with the little book club. Oh, oh man, bro. memories. Yo. <laughs> memories. <laughs> yo. Hey man, let's talk about some wrestling, yo. Uh, what you been watching? You been watching anything this week? Barely. Like outside of just weekly stuff. That that's yeah. that's just been it for me. It's Rumble season, so uh, I might watch a Rumble tonight. I'm, I'm gonna start with my favorite Rumble, 2002. Uh, if you if you missed it on our YouTube channel, that you need to be subscribed to. We dropped the reaction, Royal reacts, uh, reacting to Triple H returning at Madison Square Garden in 2002. 20th anniversary just happened. Uh, right before he won the Rumble in 02. That's my favorite Royal Rumble. I'm gonna go watch it, and you should go watch that video at ykwrestling.com. Just click on the YouTube link. Or search Young Kings Wrestling on YouTube. If you listen to this podcast on YouTube and you ain't watched it yet, go exit out the full screen or whatever you're doing. However you navigate it to our podcast and go click on Young Kings Wrestling and just go watch that video. It should be the, the one, like two videos before this. Maybe three. I don't know. Depending on what we do. I don't know. I might decide to do something during the week and be like, hey, Rick, you good? Let's, let's yeah, we get it together. We got a video out. So you might be searching a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, no, I have not watched anything this week, though, man. Um, I'm going to start off watching some Rumbles. 02. I got to watch 05. Uh, I, yeah, we can't watch 04 no more. Uh, but uh, I mean, it was still good. Yeah, it, it, was, still, it was a good match. Um, 2000, I think, it was one of my favorite events, too. Madison Square Garden. Mm. Oh Had hell yeah! The tables match with the Hardys and the Dudleys, and then uh, Cactus the Jack fight. and Triple H. Yeah. yeah. And the Rumble was that decent too. Wow. The only bad thing was like May Young had a wardrobe malfunction. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I hope they cut that shit out of Peacock. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, y'all should have by now. Y'all should have cut it. Because on the network, they had it still there. Like the censor didn't block out enough. Well, they, they, they didn't care. They did not care in the year 2000. I had the, I had the home video. It was on there. It was bad. It was very scarring. <laughs> Shout out to Mae Young, though. And Mae Young only. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, import, it's important to say that. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Hey, uh, speaking of the Raw Rumble, this past week on SmackDown, uh, we had a commercial uh promoting the Royal Rumble and I had no idea what was going on. I just thought they was like running down like past competitors in the Rumble. And then it dawned on me that they were announcing actual competitors for the match, which threw me off because some of these names I heard, which is why I thought they were talking about just like past entrance in the women's rumble or something. I heard like the names Kelly Kelly and Michelle McCool. So I'm thinking like, okay, they've been in a rumble before. Uh, Summer Ray, I heard that name. I was just like, I can't recall. She was in a Rumble before. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a Summer Ray stand officially now. I'm, I'm gonna get to it, but, but okay. keep going, keep going. Uh, and, you know they, they said Lita. You know Lita been in there a few times before. It ain't nothing like Lita come back all the time. Yeah. 
it ain't nothing. And I heard the Bella twins, and I was just like, I don't think Nikki been in one of these before because Nikki been hurt. No, she been in no, one. Nikki, she was in the first one, right? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was okay. in the last two. Okay. But uh, Nikki was hurt, had a neck injury. The fact that wrestlers can come back from career-ending neck injuries and be able to still compete is amazing. Uh, so <clears throat> Summer, not Summer, excuse me, Zelina and Carmella is keeping them things warm. You already know. You already know. You already know. You can look, but you can't touch. Yeah, yeah it's a matter of time now. You already know, man. Come on now. Uh, but I think probably the, the one thing that threw everybody off, I heard Mickey James' name, and I was like, like I told you, I thought they were just talking about like past entrance in a rumble. So I was like, oh, that's surprising that they brought her up. And then it was just like, this is the field for the women's Royal Rumble. And I was just like, hold on, y'all announced Mickey James for this. Yeah, timeout. <laughs> I was like, hold on. <laughs> then Pat, Pat name dropping impact like that. The impact yeah. knockouts chip. Impact knockouts chip. I was like, hold on, fam. First of all, she's an impact. She's she's a champion in impact. Uh, yeah. Second of all, there was like a very uh, nasty situation when she got released from her contract last year, and uh, you know had to you know oh Ted DiBiase just came to mind. Everybody's got a price. Like, everybody's got a price for the billion dollar man Vince McMahon. It's just the truth. <laughs> like not many people then came back. So said, like. Listen. Y'all in the pandemic. I'm in a pandemic. Facts. Like, come on now. Everybody got a price. If if Bret Hart and the Ultimate Warrior came back, and Macho Man and Randy Savage was on his way of coming back, Mickey James would have been back over a damn garbage bag. And me, I thought I, it makes zero sense to keep harping over the garbage bag thing, especially after she was announced for this match. It don't matter. It didn't matter to me. In the end, like how else was I mean they put it in a box? It was like they shipped a garbage bag to her. They they put it in the box. Hey, hey, I put my I moved last year. I put a lot of my stuff in garbage bags. Why? Because it was easy to transport. Uh it was like waterproof as well, you know, weatherproof. It, it looked like it was one of them heavy-duty industrial trash bags. It was like, I would not be mad. Like you putting my stuff in there, it's good. But, the, but you know how people like. Be. Y'all just y'all just threw the label on them. It's like they said that this was a thing, mainly orchestrated by Mark Carano. Yeah, and it was Mark one Carano, person doing it, and he immediately he got gone. fired after this. Yeah. So it's like, I just laugh because I'm like, I know he's looking at Twitter like, oh man, ain't this some shit? Right. <laughs> but I mean, look, it's the truth. If if someone, if that was something that someone in the company was doing, and that person got fired, why are we still talking about this today? Mm-hmm. Like. It was a problem that got solved. There you go. But you know they can't let shit go, man. Nah. I still see them bring up that that one promo that Triple H did like eight years ago. He was like, he was like, me and my friend Mark are going to stop watching. (laughs) I still see that brought up all the time. Like, bro, get over it, bro. Like they just they 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 let y'all know about yourselves, and they 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 do it. Real tongue in cheek, like 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 Becky did it uh right at the Survivor Series when he's talking about how y'all, you know, harping on how some women don't get the the spotlight, but then they had that that match with the ten of them last night and y'all was just singing songs and doing all this bullshit and I love everything that. but watching the match. It's like 
Yeah. Sometimes they got to tell you about yourselves. Like, it, it's it's the perfect dynamic because it's a promo. And they don't like that. Yeah. They but it's like, like it. it is what it is. Y'all got y'all to gotta accept the reality. Yeah. I, I'm going I'm to I'm talk about some reality later, but y'all got to accept it. For sure, man. And uh, also, I've seen a lot of folks like, you know, upset because they announced some surprises. Uh, me, I feel like, you know, I'm a glass half full type of person at every situation. I figure maybe there are some bigger surprises that they didn't want to announce just yet. And yeah. they didn't want those bigger surprises to overshadow like the surprise of Mickey James and surprise of the Bellas. Like, I mean, what wrestling promoter would have a big surprise and then have an even bigger surprise minutes later. Like who would do something like that? I don't know any wrestling promoter who would do something <laughs> such as that thing ever. Like who would do that? Uh, but I also feel like they announced Mickey James because impact did have a pay-per-view last night. She did defend her championship in the main event successfully. Uh, so me personally, I feel like I've never seen that many people talking about impact. I've been shilling for impact on this podcast for months and nobody on my timeline has ever talked about Impact as often as it. Not even when Kenny Omega was there, they weren't even talking about Impact that much. They they tuned in for like the first month, and then we were just stuck watching that terrible shit for the whole year, pretty much. And it was pretty bad. It was bad, which but we, we was watching it. Is, I was watching it. I was it's so in. important. It's so important to, to 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 note that because some of y'all that are upset that Impact working with WWE. Just use your common sense. They did business with AEW to oh, you know, get some to get some more exposure, to put their product out there more. And what happened? AEW came up there and just raped and pillaged them to get their exposure. And he bowled them. So they said, okay, we're going to cut ties with that. And we're going to go over here. And within hours later, you already got more than you've gotten in the entire time you were working with AEW. It hasn't even been a day yet. They already announced a partnership with New Japan this past week at Wrestle Kingdom, which uh, right. I, I I woke up late both days to Wrestle Kingdom, <laughs> so I I did not see a thing. Uh, so unfortunately, I can't talk about that out here. But uh, I did watch a little bit of a uh, Hard to Kill Impact, and uh, we'll talk about that momentarily. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the uh, the Women's Rumble and this uh, this new Impact? Uh, Damn it, WWE partnership. It feels weird. So <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I was talking about them. Uh, I seen somebody say that Johnny A said that they're they're not they're not doing that exclusive shit no more and they're willing to work with whoever, which is dope. That's good. That's smart. Uh first off, uh, like I said, I'm officially a summer race fan because uh as soon as she got announced when when they brought her up, uh Natalia <laughs> decided to get on Twitter bumping her gums and all this other stuff. And then Summer proceeded to drag her on Twitter. And I absolutely love it. Um, they got kayfabe beef from Total D. Oh, my God. So, so somebody posted that clip, and I'm like, oh, my God. I forgot she slapped the shit out of her on her front porch. <laughs> like, like, I, I saw that clip, and I told you, like, I never watched none of the Total Divas or nothing. I'm about to go watch that first season. I'm, it's on Peacock, I, I believe. I got to see it, because, like, What's the context behind that? Like, why did they have them beefing? Well, we know it's scripted, but why were they beefing? Yeah, man, I don't, I don't know what it is. Is that show that entertaining? I need to watch it. I'm gonna start watching. It must it. be. 
it must be. But no, like they start they start getting into it, and then she was like, "Well, let me find this tweet." She was like, "Oh, oh yeah." She said she got a. She said, "You see my assistant because I got oh I'm a three time record holder and all sort of stuff. You want to talk to me? You talk to my assistant." She said, "Whose nephew did you bribe to manage your job or ass schedule?" That's cute. <laughs> like, yo, I'm a fan. I, I'm 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 standing at this point now. So that I, I need I need them to get time. I need them to get plenty of time. I need it. Uh, but anyway, uh, initially I was kind of tight because I'm like the whole point, the whole allure of the Rumble at this point in time. Why one of the reasons why it's the best shows of the year is because of that you know, that unknown factor, like who's going to show up, who's going to make an impact, who's going to be, you know, coming back into the fold, going into WrestleMania season. Like there, there's so much mystery around it that it's like, when you give that away, then it, it kind of ruins the lore. But then when I think about it, like you said, now we still got about eight or nine slots left. The only thing I would have said that you could have kept under wraps was probably the Bellas and maybe Summer Ray because we haven't seen them since, you know, they've been gone. Like, Michelle McCool coming back. I said Michelle need to get another run. Michelle need to get some a couple more matches because she looked damn good in the first time she was in the Rumble. Um, Lita coming back, and that, that that's cool. Like I, I was saying the other day, I, she should get back in there and Trish too. But yeah, like some of those names, no big deal. But the main one, I felt like you kind of probably should have promoted, and, and that was a good thing they did was Mickey because it's like, yeah, that would have been. That would have shut down Twitter if that had just happened and no one knew about it. But it's like you want to you want to give people a chance to process that and see look how much buzz it got. Right. It's like you know that that that's one of those things that it's gonna now you're not gonna have more questions and answers. Now it's just gonna be like okay, that's gonna happen, and then this is where we're gonna go from here. You know what I'm saying? So that that was one of those things where I understood. Okay, that's cool. So now more than ever, I'm just like, okay, well, what's next? The only thing that that in terms of the women that it's like, it's kind of stupid, and people have been talking about it already. Now we got to put Charlotte in there because ah, yeah. y'all want to deplete it more than half the women's roster, and now that's a spot that we don't have a woman to put in there, at least not viable at this point in time. So Charlotte got to go. And in Sasha there and out too. And, yeah, oh, right, right. Hey, but I, here's I, what they should do: book Charlotte like she Brock Lesnar in 2020. That's what I was gonna say too. Might like, as well. If, if you if you gonna give her like the Brock run, and that's smart because now if you got nine extra slots and you got surprises that you haven't told people about yet, you can throw that in there. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because Brock in, in 2020, that was one of the smartest bookings they've ever had in the Rumble because he broke it down. It was almost like three matches in one because you had the Brock section. Probably the best Royal Rumble thing. ever, man. Yeah, yeah. It was the section for Brock up until like 12 or 13. Then Drew comes out, you know what I'm saying, had his run. Edge came back, had that run, and then you finished off with the last four people. So mm-hmm. that that was smart-ass booking. So you might as well do that with Charlotte because it's a lot of people that's pissed about that. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I will talk about how I feel they should do the women's rumble uh, when we get to SmackDown. Because um, one of my picks to win is uh, my bad. I thought the Raiders scored again. Um, one of my picks to win is on SmackDown. Uh, another one of my picks is on Raw. And then another one of my picks is uh, who I think is one of them bigger surprises that I was talking about. 
but uh, as far as his partnership goes, uh, I'm all for it, man. I think uh, I think it's actually funny how people like swore up and down that WWE would never would never do something like this, even though they've done stuff like this several times in the past. They just haven't done it since y'all been alive. But it's, it's happened before. Uh, it's just the thing is, what benefit really did WWE get from working with other companies before now? Not much, but uh, I could see like WWE doing like these one-off appearances more uh, since we're going to talk about this later. The roster continuously gets downsized more and more every two months, every month, something like that. They just start letting people go more and more. So instead of having these people tied to these exclusive contracts, locked in, not being used, let them go do whatever they want to do. And if you feel so inclined to use them at some point, you can bring them back on. That probably makes more sense from a business perspective. Uh, that way they can have the freedom to do whatever they need to do. They still get paid. They still, they not locked down, not doing nothing. They get to work and they can always come back to WWE and work for a couple matches here and there, do the whole Carlito thing, work a couple matches and then be gone. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what MVP was supposed to be like. And then he just signed an exclusive contract. Um, right. Also, like I said, like I said, it's better than overpaying them too. Um, but do you have any predictions for crossovers in the men's rumble that you would like to see? <laughs> I, I listen, you, you know, I'm going with this, and you probably thinking the same thing. I need Moose in there at some point in time to run in phase with anybody. I don't care who he, he was talking about, Roman all on Twitter and stuff like that. I don't care, but uh. Listen, he can run it in there with with Lashley. He can run it with whoever. Oh no, not Lashley because he's he's facing Brock. But did he tag Roman? Uh, I think so. Yeah, he did. I bet Roman opened his mentions like this. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> he probably like, yo, I, I, like, I who is this nigga? Yeah, no. Uh, that's how. Get, unfortunately, that's why I don't want to see Moose because that's gonna be the same reaction everybody gonna have. <laughs> motherfuckers don't watch Impact like me. They don't know who Moose is. They don't. Nah. Uh, yeah, I, I got But I do want to see him in there. Uh, Josh Alexander can get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't don't put nobody who just got released like like Jonah. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, nah, he, I think he done burned too many bridges, man. He, he be talking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He probably he saw they got the partnership too, now. He talk, <laughs> he talk a little too grimy to see big go. Like, come on, man. Like, you talk too greasy uh, for somebody that, like, bro, you like five, six. Get it together. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, get Chris Saban in there at the same time the AJ's in there. Just yeah. for the hell of it. I want to okay. see that. I want to see that real quick. Oh yeah, that's 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 a treat for us, like real wrestling. Hell yeah, we watching TNA back in the day. That's a treat for us. Oh uh, my god, here, here's some crossovers I would like to see. Um, at some point in the men's rumble, we need to have uh, Drew McIntyre out there and the Maharaja Jinder Mahal out there, and just have them just going at it. You remember we, we talked about the 2000 Royal Rumble, right? And uh, Rikishi was just throwing all these niggas out. And then Brian Christopher come down there. Grandmaster Sex Set yeah. come in there. Yep. And Rikishi like, I'm about to throw this nigga out too. And then Scotty Too Hotty ran down. It was like, hold on, fam. We homies. Let's, let's stop. It's dance. 
I need Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre just be oh going at it. God. <laughs> and Heath Slater come out like Scotty Too Hotty to break it up. And they do the they do the three-man band guitar shit. And they just had Drew Claymore both the niggas and just get it over with. Uh <laughs> also, this is the perfect time to start our, our Matt Cardona theory. This is the best time than ever. Uh and also if you're working with other companies, not just impact. If you're working with like other companies, like New Japan, for instance, I'm gonna need like Tanahashi or Jay White or somebody to show up at the Royal Rumble. Okada. Okada. Oh man, if Okada showed up, woo! Oh. Again, like the fans probably wouldn't know who he was, but like that's the thing. How many fans really knew who AJ Styles was? Like the the oh ones God. that only watch WWE, like he yeah. got a big reaction when he debuted. Cause I think the it was in Orlando, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it was in Orlando. That was gonna pop for him. But listen, it's, it's the same thing. Had the commentary put this man over is so important, like they did AJ Styles, and he just fit right in like a glove. Y'all yeah. can do that with Okada, even if he's not exclusive just big Okada up like he is he's he's he is the current IWGP world heavyweight championship uh championship holder that is a as of Wrestle Kingdom this past week bring the champion bring probably New Japan's biggest star in ever besides Antonio Inoki come on now uh we talked about hard to kill Mickey James uh let's just go through uh some things I fell asleep like I, I tend to fall asleep watching wrestling at two o'clock in the morning. That's what happens. Uh, Tasha Steeles uh, wins the first ever Knockouts Ultimate X. She gets a uh, number one contenders for Nick, uh, Mickey James Championship. Maybe Tasha Steeles show up. You never know. Uh, Jonathan Gresham and Chris Saban had a very amazing match for the Ring of Honor Championship. Uh, Josh Alexander and Bronson Reed uh, they had a little little thing thing. Going crazy. That match was good. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. They went crazy. Uh, and that's where I fell asleep at. So it's like three more matches I missed, uh, including Mickey James retaining against Deanna Perrazzo, uh, which is bad news for the uh, the camp of uh, Vince won't let her show up with the Impact title on his TV show. So, yeah, very bad news for y'all. <laughs> Yo, initially I said that too. I'm like, uh, he ain't, ain't going to have them. Because because my thing was, look, Impact and already learned their lesson about, you know, allowing their titles to go to other places. So I'm like, they ain't going to do that again. But this is Vince McMahon we talking about, though. Yeah. Like Vince McMahon, he going to do business by you, right? Yeah. Well, that's what I said. Like initially, like within the first, that first official, you know, announcement that was going on, you already got better exposure. So I'm like, at that point, hell, well, let, let it Better exposure in one night than you got for a whole year, which is insane. Yep. So, show you how that worked out. Uh, What else happened this week, man? Uh, William Regal, Samoa Joe, they got released from NXT. Uh, And I'm so desensitized to releases, I didn't even have this on my notes. Because it was just like, yo, look, at the end of the day, these folks, they still got their money if they, you know, was financially smart with their money. Uh, they still got the notoriety and the fame at the end of the day. They can go wherever they want and get another job. 
because that's, I mean, if you've been working in the industry as long as you have, as long as those two guys have, you're going to bounce back real quick. I mean, if people like them lower level releases, bouncing back and getting jobs easily, William Regal, Samoa Joe, Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, they good, man. So at the end of the day, it don't really matter to me that somebody lost a job that they was getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to do. I don't care. I don't get paid $100,000 for my job. So if I lost my job and I got paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect normal people to care because they got bigger fish to fry. They got more hours to work. I work more hours than a guy like Samoa Joe. He probably got more intense of a job, but he get paid more. I work more. Yeah. I get paid less. You just you don't you don't release one of those guys. Like now when he developed so much talent for you, you know, on top of everything he did, you know, in ring and throughout his career for decades before that. Like that was one that just made me say, damn, like what what's that? Like I I know the whole thing is, you know, you bury in NXT the, the past version. But it's like, shit. He, he ain't the GM, but he can still, you know. I got a question. Shit behind the scenes. I got a question for for the people. Is NXT not the same? It's different. I miss the old NXT. What's so different? What's so different about the current NXT 2.0 and the NXT when they first started in like 2012? What's the difference? It's developmental. It's a whole bunch of people you don't know and a bunch of crazy characters. It's like the same shit. Except it's on TV. It's it's a it's it's a bit of a mixed bag because it started off that way where you you got a bunch of people you don't know and stuff like that and you just but it was like that for like gradually. three years though like it was like that until Finn Balor showed up and then I was about to say that to that, that that that's where it became complicated because you start bringing in all these guys from other places Ring of Honor New Japan all the stuff like that and then you mix them in. So I think what it was is people got so used to seeing that element of it to it. Cause it's like, now I feel like you're at an indie show. You're seeing all these different guys come in and mixing them up with, you know, people that they're bringing up in development in house. So now you cutting that element out, you know, you don't, you're not getting no more, you know, people from these places and that place. No, everyone's homegrown. Like they had this thing where they, uh, they recruiting all these different college athletes and stuff like that. Like, so now it's just purely just them. So that element of it is kind of, I guess, what people miss, that it, it's not the same anymore. Like, I, I, I'm i not going to lie. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and all them, when, when they started running to, you know, main event matches and stuff like that, that was dope to watch. So, I mean, and, and that that and the aesthetic of it, I guess that that's kind of what people uh, were more drawn to than, you know, what they're doing with, with NXT 2.0. But it's like, like folks, folks loved that for a handful of years, and then AEW came along, and then y'all started talking about our oh, NXT not even that good for real. Nah, that was stupid. Which, nah, that which was makes stupid. sense why certain guys like William Regal will lose a job if y'all talk about how bad of a job he's been doing for the last three years with his show. Which I never understood. I don't understand how any of this was falling on William Regal. Like he's not running the show. All he's doing is he's scouting the behind the scenes. He, right. He's behind the scenes. He's scouting talent. He's coaching the talent. But you got a whole department of people that are writing the show, producing the show. Like, why Why would the first person on your hit list in terms of 
you know, your lack of attention that you're giving to the show on William Regal. That don't make no sense at all. He he scouted all them people that wasn't gonna make it to the main roster ever. And the dude that went over to AEW. Which is which ironically as well, the same people they they say they didn't like NXT, but AEW just getting all the folks that was at the top of the card on NXT. And now they talking about how much they love it now. Of course. Of course. Right, it's funny how that worked out. Yeah. Why? Why is Snoop Dogg and Larry the Cable Guy on my screen? That's not Larry the Cable Guy. It's Blake Shelton. Same person. <laughs> Same thing. That was that was that was very uh what's the word I'm looking for? Offensive, discriminatory. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause let like let let Snoop Dogg and Young Thug be on the screen at the same time and be like, yeah, uh, same person. It's not. That would be racist as hell. I don't know why I just did that. Oh, man. It's 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 that underlying racism of black people have <laughs> that's like semi okay. Yeah, see, cause, <laughs> but, but it's like, it's it's always like, you know, light humor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, some of y'all motherfuckers just look the same. What do you want me to do about it? It's true. Yeah. Like for years, I had no idea that like Ben Affleck, Brad Pitt, and Matt Damon were different people. I could not <laughs> tell them apart as a kid. I could not. Nah, I, I, I had that issue with, with Damon and Pitt at the same time. Like, nah, you couldn't convince me. When I was a kid, I'm like, you can't convince me that these two are different dudes, man. Like, nah. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not the truth. Anybody ever seen Jake Gyllenhaal and Aaron Rodgers in the same room together? Mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I nah, had they just, they just, they got, they got great makeup departments. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling, you seen him in a room with them two either? Nope. Never. Not never? No, nah, bro. Yeah. Uh, sum it up, a lot of white people look alike. So, black people look alike too. I can't tell you how many people I've been compared to. Not all black people with locks and beards look alike, bro. It's cool. Only one I accept is T-Pain. And Reggie. Uh, Reggie. I was about to say. From Crippin' to Flipping. Oh, man. Bro. <laughs> yo, I can't even like, when I saw that tweet, before I even like looked up to see who it was from, I thought that was somebody else. Yeah. And then I looked at this, I said, hey, Reggie, I said, and he got the throw in the seats. I'm like, they got you oh, yeah, from he... St. Louis? Right. <laughs> like, I didn't know they had traditional gangs in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. Yo, uh, oh man, KTR, man. Have... y'all got traditional gangs in St. Louis? Let us know. Yeah, yeah, I need because I remember like, I, I, I need... was watching. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. My bad. I I I need Reggie to come on the show and explain that now. I need Thanks, I need man. that to happen. If you listen to Reggie, you need to bring your ass on the show. Because I remember, uh, Eddie Griffin, he was talking about you know they had no Bloods and Crips in Kansas City. So like when he went out to LA, it was like seeing like Bloods and Crips, he was confused. So that's why I thought like I thought maybe all of Missouri was like that, and they didn't have traditional gangs. They just had like you know like probably the the, the Chicago gangs and shit. Yeah, that's all I thought. So like yeah, it was it, it was yeah, he crip. former Crips. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> hey man, uh, Reek wanted to debut this new segment we got here going forth in 2022, which I was fully on board with. What we call it, Reek, 
What are we calling it? Oh, oh you got to, oh, I, I thought you was gonna keep the sound bite. All right, so <laughs> we were I, not prepared I, for this. On, you see, yeah, that's all. That's all good. That's all good. So I, I had. I mean, we prepared for the segment. We just weren't prepared to introduce. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's all right. So I, uh, I put this brainchild together, and I had some music playing, and it just made me think of it. It's called "What Happened to That Boy." What happened to that boy? Now, what is what so, happened to that boy? So here's, here's where it came from, right? I was just going through a bunch of different, you know, uh, wrestlers and stuff like that. And just looking at the guys that, that came on strong, had a great, you know, uh, push and uh, got featured a lot. And then they just fizzled out really fast. And that's why I just started putting stuff together. I'm like, wait a minute. Because I literally said, what happened to that boy? And so, then it hit me. And so, one of the first people that, that came to mind right off the bat is the man we're going to talk about today, which is Mr. Feed Me More, right back. So. I, I was a right back stand, though, bro. Oh, yeah, I was too. Like, the first year that he, yeah, that shit was going crazy. Like, 2012? Come on now. Yeah. So. For those who don't know, going all the way back here, right back was in Tough Enough back in 05. Uh, was one of eight finalists before he uh, got cut. Uh, in the same class with The Miz. That The Miz should have won, by the way. <laughs> Knowing what we know now. Uh, after that, uh, he went back down in 05 and 06, went to Deep South, Ohio Valley, did some training, stuff like that for a couple years. Uh, got bumped up to FCW when that got created in 08 and 2010. And then, of course, at the start of 2010, uh, got to be a part of the very first iteration of show we just mentioned, NXT. This NXT was uh, a bit of a game show. It wasn't nowhere near what we have today as that third brand, essentially, uh, it was just a lot of guys doing stupid contests and stuff like that. But the good thing, the only good thing to come out of this season was the formation of this group known as the Nexus. Wade Barrett. Uh, what was the dude's name? Uh, Michael, Darren Young. Michael uh, Carver. Darren Michael Young, Tarver. Tarver, Tarver, yeah. Darren Young. Uh, what was the other dude's name? Was David Otunga in that group? David, yeah, David Otunga, Heath Slater, and it was Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan, and there was one more. There was one more. The dude that was always flying and shit. Justin Gabriel. There we go. Yeah. So these men showed up uh, after NXT where the official season was done. They showed up on Raw. They beat the hell out of John Cena. And CM Punk. And, yeah, and, and Luke Gallows. Tore, yeah, tore the ring up. Dale Bryan and got Justin fired Roberts. for choking. I was about to say, Dale <laughs> Bryan got fired for choking Justin Roberts with his own tie and all this other stuff. And yeah, this, this group just ran rugshot all over the shows until SummerSlam where Cena just buried them all. Uh, anyway, after Nexus folds, breaks up, uh, Right back, who was known as Skip Sheffield at the time, uh, he got taken away yep, off yep, to yep. what it do off to his own 
self a little bit. They went and repackaged him, put a big old singlet on him, and, and reintroduced him in 2012 as Ryback. Uh, debuted just a, a few weeks after WrestleMania 28. And I think the first thing, the first couple of matches were just handicap matches. They gave him two dudes at a time, at least sometimes three, and he would just run through them. I think uh, the main... Pause. Is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he had his, his big debut on Extreme Rules, uh, two local talent. He just dropped them within a couple minutes and and right from the jump, fans were flocking to this dude. I mean, they just they had the they had the Goldberg feel. The, the they started calling him Goldberg at one point. Ryberg. They were yeah they they were enjoying this because it was just like a dude is a big old wrecking ball, like and it was different from what we were getting because at the time you know it was just Cena and Punk and that was pretty much it. You didn't have a lot of big stars that were coming up, so this was big. You know, he was really emerging. And so all the way through the rest of the year, uh, Ryback just keeps beating up talents and racking up names. And then tragedy strikes because John Cena has an injury going into his match with CM Punk at Hell in a Cell where they were supposed to get in the cage and go to war one last time. They needed a replacement. And uh, everyone got shocked on Monday Night Raw when that replacement turned out to be Ryback. Ryback gets in the cage with CM Punk and everyone was good and ready for Ryback to beat CM Punk and win the title, even though he'd only been on TV for a couple months at this point in time. That didn't happen. Brad Maddox screwed him and everything like that. But that night you created a star because the lasting image was Ryback on top of the cell after he had slammed Punk all over the place on top of the cell, in the cell, everything like that. So through right through up through the end of the year, right back was in the main, then the title picture and the main event scene. And for some reason, they decided right after the Royal Rumble, going into Mania, or right after Mania, right at the night, the night after Mania, uh, you decided to turn right back heel. At that point, we kind of started going downhill a little bit. Cause uh you lost had him lose three matches in a row to Cena for the title. And then it was just one, one so-so feud after another, after another. Uh, you took the singlet off him. You uh, you started letting him talk more, which was real stupid. And then he just kind of fell down the card. You know, mid-card scene, he had uh, an IC title run, which was not great. And then a universal title run, which was even worse. And within a couple years after that, he was out. United States. Years. Yeah, yeah. You said universal. Uh, no, I see. I see U.S. U.S. I thought you said universal. So I see in U.S. title. Okay. And Somebody then, uh, let him know if he's wrong. Yeah. Let him know. I I, I knew I, I wasn't tripping. I thought I said U.S. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, last uh, I think the last one of the last appearances we had of Ryback was in WrestleMania 32 on the pre-show. Where uh, he uh, beat Kalisto, I think it was. Uh, Kalisto, Kalisto beat him at uh, Payback that year, and that was right. the last time he ever. Yep. Yeah, and that that was it. So, uh, what happened to that boy, man? What what what, what really went wrong? Uh, I I leave this Injuries. open to interpretation, but well, yeah, 
Yeah, I, th- I, I would say so. Um, uh, I, I think uh, CM Punk uh, talking that shit about him on Coca Cabana's show didn't do him any favors in the eyes of people. Um, yeah. What else happened, man? I think this general lack of interest uh, to do things. This man hates Vince McMahon's guts on social media. He talks about Vince McMahon dying all the time. Uh, wishing death on Vince McMahon, even. Uh, which is crazy so yeah he should probably chill out but what happened to that boy uh he does food reviews on youtube now, if you did not know true story yeah i peeped that i peeped that I... it's not bad uh... it's just the fact this man y'all ryback lives here he's from here right he's from las vegas yeah uh yep this man sits in this car in like july eating food making videos yeah you I'll know how seeing, fucked I'll, up in the head you got to be to sit in your car in Las Vegas. I be seeing the post. He always, he always got the same face on that's just really disturbing. He like he be holding up sandwiches and be looking like this in the picture. Ooh. Like, what's up with you? <laughs> He's not a bad oh, YouTuber. He be eating some stuff. I would be like, I wouldn't eat it, but yeah. What happened to that boy? Yeah, man. I, I don't. The the the. The unsafe worker thing is right up at the top of the list because mm-hmm. obviously, you know, that if enough people, if enough people let you know about it, then that, that's going to be an issue. But there it, it, it wasn't so much a problem with his presentation because, like I said, it was so much like Goldberg and stuff like that, but people didn't have a problem with it. I think we just he didn't take enough time to develop every aspect of the character because like i said once he started talking that's where you lost some people can get away with that if you give them a manager you know what i'm saying then they need to do talking for him like, like i know paul Heyman. i'm about to say yeah at one point they had paul working with him and stuff like that and because he was with punk and he was like stuck in the middle but yeah i mean you didn't even need paul like just someone you know decent like for the longest time, Andrade had Zelina, and that was perfect. But it's like you got to have somebody to step into that role, especially if you're going to turn him heel and have him take a whole different direction. But uh, no, it's just development. You got to develop all aspects of the character, and you know that was just one of the things that heater. I know yeah. Big E was his heater, but like that could have been a role for him. You could have too. Shit, yeah, it wouldn't have hurt nobody. Cause, cause you know, like, like there was those same concerns about Big E at one point in time when you first seen him. Right. But it's like, you know, he he had time to develop that. He got with Kofi and X. They made the new day and everything. We already know how that story's going right now. But nah, man, I it was just one of the things, and I I, I think the blame should be shared because. Like I said, once they they went down that path with him, switching them up, turning them heel, and then he starts tumbling down. They just gave him stupid ideas, like right back so That was one of the yeah, worst what the things. What the hell was that, man? I, I yeah, that, I, I wasn't with that. Um, the whole like all this all this feeding times shit and stuff like that, like. We Don't just, remember we just, he was like bullying dudes and catering and shit. Oh my god, yeah, with the food and stuff like that. It's like. What are you supposed to do at that point in time? Like, you know, what problems with with guys that that don't work safe that that can be fixed. You can 
you know, you give them some some time to practice. You take them off TV, you do what you got to do. But everything else, it's like that person has to care and everyone backstage has to care because that that was something that you could have you could have did something with. You know how Vince feels about guys that look like that. So he was always going to get a push, but there's a difference. You, you can't have it, you can't have guys that you want to to push like that if it's not sustainable. Because then you're just giving everybody a quick quick splash in the pan, like that that that's nothing that's nothing fun. Like Ryback and Roman could have been something dope. Ryback and Brock could have been something dope. Uh, yeah. Any one of those guys, like Brock and uh, Ryback and Bobby, like you would have had a lot of options years later, but nah, didn't happen. Didn't I'm, happen. Now you just got this dude out here subtweeting everyone in the company. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm looking at Ryback's uh, match log. I'm trying to figure out where it, where it all fell off for my man. Yeah. And uh, looking through here, Hell in a Cell 2013, that was when uh, he teamed up with Paul Heyman versus Punk for the yeah. titles. Yeah. Um, was it for the title? Shit. I no, thought it was for the title this whole time. It was no. not for the championship. There was no championship for there to be held. That's right. Okay, never mind. I'm getting my dates mixed up. Uh, yeah, CM Punk was not champion at that time. But like, I'm looking, man. He had matches with on pay per view, like for the title, uh, Three Sages of Hell versus John Cena at Payback, uh, which is uh, a month before they had a last man standing at Extreme Rules, like. He had a tables match with John Cena like a month after that on Raw. Uh, versus CM Punk, he had several matches. Like he had the table, tables, ladders, and chairs at the TLC pay-per-view. Or I'm sorry, the premium live event. Uh, but looking at where it fell off for this man at, uh, at Hell in the Cell versus CM Punk, we teamed up with Paul Heyman. Yeah. That was kind of it. Like, yeah, that was where it was because the very next night, he had a rematch versus Punk in a street fight, which was four minutes and 27 seconds long. Uh, mm. But the very next month on pay-per-view at Survivor Series, this man loses to Mark Henry in less than five minutes. So I think that was where it was over with at. Cause like, which, which that, that, that tells you right there that they, they lost control of what they were trying to do with this and they don't care. Yeah. Cause right back lost to Mark Henry. At WrestleMania that year, mm-hmm. so uh, why would you right back and then make him look weaker? Which that that street fight, now that you mentioned it, that street fight, he tapped out to Punk. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's like, so now, so now you just making this guy who you spent a whole what was it six six or so months building up to look like a world beater, now you just making him look weaker by the week, like. Why, what, what, what are we doing at this point? That's why I said, like, I gotta, I gotta have, they gotta share the blame somewhere in here. They not gotta only, be in the middle. Not only did Ryback lose to Mark Henry at Survivor Series, six days before that, he lost to Big Show on Raw. Oh, Clean. God. So, yeah. In 2013, then, that's unacceptable. Uh, a month, not even a month, like maybe like a week or two after Survivor Series, he lost to Big Show on SmackDown in one minute and 32 seconds. That's yeah, man. Awful, man. And then everything else after that is like I'm seeing damn names like Curtis Axel and Brodus Clay 
and uh, I'm seeing a 2013 version of Kofi Kingston on air, which is is just as bad. Uh, Los Matadors, Jack Swagger. Oh, I'm seeing uh, Cesaro when he had two names. Damn. <laughs> Antonio. Yeah, he. Yeah, it, yeah. It was never. It was never gonna be. I'm seeing 13 minute matches on main event versus Jimmy Uso. Like, come on, son. That's that's dog. Oh, nah, man. <laughs> they ain't never watched main event. But that 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 just like that makes me think so much of, of Great Khali. The way they the way they debuted him and that whole series with, with Taker and stuff like that. And no matter what the difference is Great like, Khali wasn't good. Well, right, right. We know that, but it was like, like he couldn't work in terms of in terms of the booking because it, the, the, regardless of the fact that the dude couldn't do anything, it's like you still had it look like you know no matter who you put against them, they were just they were doomed. They had nothing like him. Him versus Ray was traumatizing, mainly because of that ending. But it's like, yeah, <laughs> that, <laughs> squeeze the jelly out of my guy. Like, but. That, that, that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean about the book. And it's like you expected certain things to happen to people that go up against it. You were doing that with Ryback, back. But then it's like over time, we just forgot all about that. And the same thing with Kylie. Kylie wound up losing to just anybody. And then the whole Punjabi Playboy thing. And it's like, what happened to that dominance that that person was supposed to have? It's just gone now. Yeah, man. All right. We spent 20 minutes talking about Ryback. So <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Is is shout out to Ryback, man. I'm just saying yeah. we spent 20 minutes talking about a guy that I don't think really wants to wrestle anymore. But what happened to that boy? I don't know. We so some more should have happened to that boy than what happened is all <laughs> so yeah, man. Uh let's just talk about uh, our shows for the past week. SmackDown. Uh Let's talk about SmackDown, man, because uh, we talked about Brock Lesnar winning the title at day one. Uh, actually, let's talk about Raw. Let's talk about Raw because something happened on Raw that that would kind of tie into this. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley is finally going to be official at the Royal Rumble. Uh, and the Royal Rumble is on a Saturday. It is in St. Louis where uh, Reggie was cripping and flipping. Uh, <laughs> you got winning Brock versus Lashley, man. Because I, I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. You know, I was really when I first heard that that they was gonna, you know, officially make it happen. And uh, after Brock won, one, oh yeah, whole lot of that shit going on. But uh, no, initially my thought was, you know what, Bobby could take the belt off of Brock. Y'all can stop being mad and Brock can go back to deal with Roman. And then Bobby could go into Mania as champ again and face whoever, Seth, Big E, uh, make it a multi-man match, whatever. Now, now I'm a little conflicted. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure because we'll get to what's going to happen on SmackDown. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like they're getting ready to change course with a lot of things. So. So you said something. You you said something. Y'all, y'all, you said they can go back to not being mad. Oh no, they still gonna be mad. <laughs> they still gonna be mad because when Brock lose to 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 Bobby Lashley, he entering the Royal Rumble and he winning it 
and he facing Roman at WrestleMania. That's just gonna happen. Y'all better be prepared right now. Yo, be prepared. Hey, be prepared. You know what? That's what's gonna happen. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm not I'm not gonna have a single complaint about that. But it's a whole lot of people that will. <laughs> like, hey, listen. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I got I got Bobby Lashley winning, man. Because why not? He's been wanting to face Brock for so long. Let's do it. Let's yeah. Brock can be like, yeah, fuck this. I'm entering the Rumble. Have him like do what Nia Jackson did to R Truth a few years ago, and just like take somebody out when they on their way entering in, and then yeah. somebody oh business just gotta. A little bit more picked up here at the Royal Rumble. You know how they be. Hey man, look, listen. It, he's not. He's technically. He's a free agent. Know, he can do whatever the hell he want to do. I'm about to, I was to say he's a free agent, but it's like, look, he goes to Raw. He wins Raw's title, and he should stay on Raw. Look, look. If he loses the belt and goes in the Rumble and wins the Rumble, well, he can technically go to whatever show he wants to. So I mean, you got that loophole in. I'm I'm just saying. I'm just saying, things can happen for y'all to stop being mad. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, don't want to wait for it. And probably the the only other thing I, I really want to talk about on Raw uh, this past Monday, uh, they announced uh, the return of Alexa Bliss. It's going to happen at some point, but yeah, they they running hype packages tomorrow. I'm interested in seeing what those hype packages are going to be like. Uh, yeah, like she's still gonna be like the Alexa we saw when she disappeared. She's gonna be the goddess again. I don't know. I don't know what direction they're gonna take. So I'm interested in seeing that. Uh, but Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, uh, at the end of Raw, he's like, "Tell Roman Reigns, I'll I'll be there on Friday." <laughs> so yeah, Roman Roman was only out a few days with the COVID, you know, uh, and uh, Brock was on on SmackDown. And uh, yeah, man, I never thought a love triangle would be so interesting. Oh yeah, listen, yeah, Fredo Hammond's at it again. Like he's this playing is, both sides I... again. Then how many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> this is what I was hoping for, like Same. genuinely, because like they they really out here fighting over this man talking about oh don't talk to him like that. But you just fired him and right. Like you didn't. You've been talking to him his, like that. You know what I'm saying you went and stole his jaw like two weeks ago and talking you, about don't tell us like this. You jealous, Roman? <laughs> you you realizing grass ain't greener on the other side like you thought it was gonna be? I, Paul Heyman did say you got COVID immediately after you know. <laughs> you 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 was out on, on your bed for a few days and you had a, some time to just just kind of reflect and like yo. I was fucked up what I did to Paul Heyman. And you know what's crazy too? It's like Paul can Paul can get away with that line. But you know what I immediately thought of too? When uh when they had Dean Ambrose when he first came back and he turned heel and they had him talking about how Roman Roman catching leukemia was, was karma. Like there's certain 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 lines, certain ways you can get away with it. That see, that's the difference between creative writing shit for you. And you knowing how to spit a line on your own, you know what I'm saying? That's the difference. See, Paul yeah. knows what he's doing when he's cutting promos. Creative, y'all got to go somewhere. That's the difference. Yeah, but uh, Brock Lesnar, he's like, yo, let's let's do champion versus champion, winner take all. And Roman was like, yo, that's 
That's a nice idea. Well, I ain't fucking with it. <laughs> he said, hey, peace, partner. You got what you wanted, bro. I'm out. You ain't take what I got. You got what you wanted. You wanted the title belt. It just wasn't mine. Peace. Go back to Monday nights. Get off my show. Thanks. Show me my opponent. Who else my opponent? Uh, and then we get the we get the familiar uh, cadence of a knock at Roman's locker room door. Sounded like a one of my favorite former theme songs. Sounded like very familiar to Roman Reigns' old theme song, which sounded just like the Shields' old theme song. Who I wonder who could be at this man's door. In comes in the cackling maniac Seth freaking Rollins walking in. You already knew what it was. Uh, listen, I'm not going to take WWE's rules of a draft split seriously if they don't. So I'm not going, I'm not mad. <laughs> like, they don't take it seriously. Why should I? It is what no. it is. It's their show. They do whatever they want. Uh, I wanted Seth versus Roman all 2021. So I'm not going to complain when I finally get it. Like, yeah, they did it like a year later. I don't care. I'm getting it though. He wanted he wanted one on one title shot months ago, and he just now getting it. Like that's the thing. I'm trying to tell you. Listen, this man was in a fatal four way ladder match. Won that match to earn a shot with a world champion one on one. They then proceeded to add four more people, one of whom he has history with, bad history, in that match. So they basically screwed him. He had he had no legitimate one-on-one shot against the world champion. And like you said, we all wanted to see him versus Roman. This version of him versus this version of Roman, we wanted to see it. They have great matches together. It's not like they don't. We've seen them before, like after they split when uh when not said no when Roman was champ that uh that, that match they had the money in the bank. That match was fire. Yes. So it's not it's not like it's not like we're gonna get bad content here. They're, Y'all think is the brand split. Okay. I done said this before. They they feign the, the, the way that they, they are about this brand split. They act like they take the blast pursuit. They they pretend they show some 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 playing possum about it. They they really got y'all fooled to think that they care at all about this brand split. I've told y'all this for months now. There are several instances over the years where they have shown that it's not it's not that serious. I, I, I brought you up, I, didn't I, I said this before, about 06, with, from, I think, September all the way on through to the end of the year. Cena was working SmackDown every other week as the WWE champion. He was on a SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view teaming up with Batista to take on all SmackDown guys. Yep. Like, that was several months of that. And that was 15, almost 17 years ago now. Yeah, a bunch of dudes from Raw and SmackDown showing up on ECW. Like, that shit didn't matter then. Exactly. Like, but, like why was Shawn Michaels, uh, not Shawn Michaels, why was Kurt Angle showing up on Raw beefing with Shawn Michaels? And he was on SmackDown. Right. And that was, when they, right that was when they really took it more serious than they did that. Exactly. He had, just, he had just won the world title. He's all SmackDown, right? So he goes back to Raw just to have some, some shit with Shawn Michaels. Where I mean, they had a great match. It's not like it's again, you're, you're not getting bad content, but it's the fact that oh, okay, well, they're supposed to be on this show, they don't belong here. And what, what are they doing? Like, listen, Brock and Goldberg, that, that was probably the biggest one. 
Oh yeah. This man bought this man Stone Cold somehow got a complimentary ticket to a SmackDown show and gave it to Goldberg so he could show up and start some shit. Cost the man his belt. That's what I'm saying, man. Like this, there's never been strict guidelines. Okay. Nah. Have you ever that let me get let me get you this? It's a literary device, that's all it is. That's what I'm saying. Like for, for, y'all, that, device. for y'all that really want to get mad about it. Have you ever heard them no announce offense. any 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 yeah, have you ever heard them bring up any types of repercussions or punishment for people that show up on the wrong shows? Have you ever heard anyone say, oh, you get a fine or suspension for showing up on the wrong show? No, they encourage it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what, what do they wow. call it? The wild card? Oh, my God. Oh. The, the brand initiative? That was just stupid. Because the, oh, the wild card was bad television. I'm sorry. That, it, it was. That was one of their worst ideas they ever did. And it was like, at that point, now you just blatantly insulting people's intelligence because we know y'all not taking it seriously as it is. Now you're gonna try and use plot device to say, "Oh, well, here's gonna be the back, the real reason behind the lines, between the lines, rather, as to why you're gonna see this person on that show." Like, I'm not stupid. You've been doing this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's why, like you said, I'm never taking it. That's why this shit don't get me mad because I've never taken the brand split seriously. You know, I. I I like it as an idea, and when it's consistent, then cool, it's great. But I expected at some point to go back to status quo because yeah. that's what they do all the time. It's like the third time, and they did the draft split for the first time in 02. So, yeah, yeah, it is what it is with that, y'all. Yeah, and you know what? You know what? Can, 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 I, can I segue into my thing real quick? I think it's, this, this is perfect. This is perfect because. <laughs> This is this is this has been a week where y'all have been doing some some mental gymnastics, and I needed to stop. Matter of fact, DJ, do you have that track for me? Do, do I had a track? You know, I got it. <laughs> you know, I got set. it. Oh man, oh man, I haven't done this in a while, and this ain't even gonna be a traditional rant, but this is something I got to get off my chest, and I need to speak to you fans. I need to speak to you fans, not you niggas, you fans. Here's the deal. So we we saw this week, right? The, the releases, the death of black and gold, you know, and we, we talked about it, Regal and Joe and stuff like that. He got rehired within the year after getting fired once, you fire him again, stuff like that. Listen, here's what I need y'all to, to accept and understand that y'all that get so emotional about things like that, these releases or what they do with the creative and, you know, with all the stuff with the brands. I need y'all to understand something. We all, truthfully, the diehard fans have a very bad case of beaten spouse syndrome. Y'all know what that is. Y'all have gotten so attached to what you're watching. You enjoy wrestling so much, just like a real long-term relationship or long-term marriage, even though they beating the hell out of y'all at home on a regular basis. Y'all know how this goes all the time. It'll, you know, you got this husband or this wife, you know, in this long-term marriage, long-term relationship and stuff like that. But, you know, at home, that, that spouse is abusive as hell. They just, you know, they being extra. Even though, you know, you need to you need to go. Your friend's family tell you you need to leave. And you know, deep down you need to. You need to just walk. Just let it be. And one day, eventually, you, you pluck up the courage to do it. You know, you know it's time to go. And then they come throw that curveball. They bring the flowers. They bring the gifts the donations, all that good stuff. And they tell you anything. Oh, I'm, 
I'm changed. I'm, I'm going to see somebody. I'm going to get help. I'm going to see a therapist, all this other stuff. And just like that, they got you. They'll even start acting like they 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 hear you or they, they, they start doing some different things that make you think like, oh, man, they really have changed. And you send that approval that, you know what, I forgive you. Even though you know there's a haymaker coming around the corner, inevitably, you still do it. Case in point, all y'all, y'all grew up, well, we all have, but we grew up watching this. We, we fell in love with this. We're addicted to it. It's a long-term thing. We're all adults now. We understand it's an abusive relationship. And you know you should leave at the end of the day. In fact, I, I, I was just thinking this other day. You remember when they came on TV, the whole McMahon family, and they said, you the fans are the authority now, right? And we, we knew it was a lie. But again, we thinking they changed. We want to believe that they changed. We stupid. We want to believe that they can, changed. Can I, can I say something about that real quick? Go ahead, go ahead. Because when they said that, I think folks took it too literally. Like, they about to do everything we asked for. No, that's not what they meant. No, no, no. They, they've been better about doing things since then. Like, if people understood that part of it, they wouldn't be as mad about stuff all the time, but continue. Yeah, but that, that's what I mean. It's like, they, they they hit you with that line and y'all just hook, line, and sinker. They got you with it. And then they started doing some things differently. Oh, black folks is mad. Oh, let's give them some more champions. You got Kofi Mania, you got Bianca, you got Big E, you got Lashley. Boom. We, we, we sitting up there, we, we enjoying it, we getting emotional, stuff like that. Oh, man, it's beautiful. We set the sign that we forgive. All oh, the women are mad. Let's give them their own Royal Rumble. Let's give them their own pay-per-view. Have the main event mania, stuff like that. Same deal. Watching it. Oh, this is beautiful. Thank you so much. And we, we love this. We forgive you. Even though we know there's a haymaker coming around the corner. 86 releases to this point in time. All these wrestlers, backstage people, creative team, executives gone 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 the brand split don't exist never did exist even though we had a draft it doesn't matter <laughs> women not getting enough time anymore if you're not charlotte flair sasha whoever or becky like it's one thing after another it's an abusive relationship like this is a perfect representation of that book by iceberg slim if y'all don't know y'all should check y'all should check out that that uh dave Chappelle netflix special the, uh, the bird revelation, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was the second one. He talks about it because he was talking about how, you know, he quit the show and went off to Africa, disappeared. He said, you should read this book because there's a story in it that tells you what happened to me. Because Iceberg Slim is pimp in the 60s. He's, you know, talking about, you know, it's basically a biography of his life and talking about, you know, all the different, you know, ways he came through the game and learning how to break women. Also, it's, it's cold shit. But there's a story in it where he talks about how he had trouble controlling his, one of his girls and he went to one of the older pimps said, what do I do? Dude said, oh, ain't no problem. All you got to do is you beat that bitch with a coat hanger. Then you go run her a bath, give her some pills. She'll be so happy that you fixed her that she'll forget that you were the motherfucker that did it in the first place. And that is y'all. Y'all sit up there get beat with that coat hanger over and over and over again. But then they run y'all that bath and they give y'all them pills and y'all forget. So in 2022, can we stop doing that? Please and thanks. Like there's so much wrestling to watch. If, If you know it's abusive, 
just leave. Ain't nobody going to be mad at you. Because, like we said, it's entertainment. That's what it's for. Mm. If, if not entertaining, you're not doing your job. Y'all get too emotional about this show, about these shows. And it, it's, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad. So we got to fix that. That's all I got. I had at to least get in America. At least, at least Americans and people in North yeah. America and the motherfuckers over here in the UK, them, them, them YouTube niggas over there in the UK that just do nothing. Them codaholic motherfuckers, them what culture motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Y'all Yo. especially. Because here, you know what line, you know what I hate? You know, you know what I hate? You know what I hate? When people say, I gotta watch it because I gotta cover it. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't have to watch nothing. You see, we you, you have you noticed there's been a certain show we ain't talked about on here because we ain't watching it no more. We don't gotta cover it. No. No. So yeah, let's leave it alone. Yeah. I agree with everything he said. This is true. I agree. Hey, in other words, in the words of the great, I'll call him the great something, the great one, the rock. Shut up, bitch. Oh my God. Hey man, uh, we still on SmackDown though. So let's talk about SmackDown. Uh Naomi, Sonya. Yeah, I'm a Y'all, y'all still, y'all dragging the mud through this one. I'm gonna need y'all to wrap it up, man. I'm gonna need you to wrap it up. Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. Wrap that shit up, B. I was full, I, I was convinced that we was gonna have this match at day one. Mm-hmm. And if, if it continues at the Rumble, it continues at the Rumble. But it's like, we just, this has been months. This has really been months. I think it goes all the way back past Survivor Series. Like, enough is enough. Like shit to get off the pot. Well before Survivor Series. Like the 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 whole the, the whole this beef between the it was two. before the draft. Like because you I'm remember like, she's like uh, Sonya no, was just was... like, I'm regretting having to draft her, but yeah, Naomi. So yeah, this goes say, back to right the beginning of October, but yeah. Before yeah, this. So like, it was literally going to like September at the at the very least. It might have been around SummerSlam time, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I might be mistaken, but so what's the price? All you need to do at this point is, I, I don't know if Naomi is in the draft, uh, not the draft, uh, in the Rumble yet, but if she's not, just make it so that she has to beat Sonya to get in. Yeah. And y'all can still have another match after that. Hey, but you, just, you, just, you, ju- you jumping over my notes. No, I'm my playing. bad. I'm playing. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Uh, I said the same thing in my notes. Like, have her uh, face Sonya, like, maybe the first match of the night at the Rumble. That'd be Sonya's, like, first real match back as well. Uh, have her beat Sonya in this match. Yep. Maybe have Sonya like play with her arm a little bit during the match, like you know, kind of build that story up. Uh, and then Sonya can be like, "You beat me, but you gotta enter the Rumble number one." Have her run the wire and win the Rumble. Come on, son. It writes itself. Why not? Yeah, why it not? writes itself. Sure. But they probably gonna have Alexa win it or Bailey. Bailey's my second. I'm about to say, like, Bailey's one of them surprises. I was telling y'all, yeah. another one of the surprises is the rowdy one. Yeah, I will, I will always put her in as a surprise for the Royal Rumble. I'm gonna say Paige, too. Yeah, that's another one because I seen like, she said something about Mickey 
And maybe she's just, mm-hmm. you know, a red herring. But if Nikki Bella back, if Edge is back. Right. Paige, That's Paige, what I'm saying. Like Paige can come back. DB came back. Right. Or BD now, whatever. But yeah. Like, and, and the crazy thing too is Nikki was just saying, just I want to say a month or two ago, because they were all talking about, you know, who's could could come back this year, stuff like that. She was saying just as early as right before Christmas that she can't really do it no more. And she, that that was it. So she's in. That that's in, in, in recent years, and we're talking about people on the list that had those neck injuries Sting. that exactly this thing is what mid-60s at this point, like 62, something like that. Too damn old to yeah. be on TV every week, but exactly. And, and, and Paige is younger than all of them. Like Paige is 26, 27. Yeah, like, Paige, I think Paige is like 28. Yeah, like ain't no reason like if, if you if you can you get the clearance, you get in there, do it. I ain't gonna be mad. Nah, man. Uh, Ronda will set set the, the whole arena on fire. Oh man. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't get mad at these surprises. Y'all, y'all will see. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Like, I'll I be wrong about stuff a lot. I ain't gonna lie. I'll be wrong. I'll be wrong a lot being glass half full. <laughs> but them, them times I'm right are satisfying because I stay positive and, like, I didn't allow any negative energy to overtake me and, uh, you know. The fiend, the fiend and Randy Orton. Yeah, I was wrong about I got, that. I, I, got, I got you, Matt. Cause I, I, know was, I was wrong about that. I, I said it last week. I said last week I was wrong about that. Come on now. I was wrong. It is what it is. Uh, you know what else I wasn't wrong about, though? Uh, as Brown Breaker, the big, bad, booty nephew, the big, bad, booty breaker, winning the NXT sure. championship. Uh, what are your thoughts, man? Like, we knew this was going to happen. What Avery Bradley said, y'all knew it was going to happen. Yes, yeah. So uh it wasn't you know what we both said that it should be, but at the nah, same time, yeah. I'm not mad about that because that was a damn good match. Yeah, it was you it know, was better than like, first match. Uh, yeah, like you know, if, if Tommaso is one of them dudes, it's like he gotta go out on his shield, and that's exactly what he went out there and did. So I mean, yeah. and I mean this did this did wonders for Ron. Like he this makes him look better than if he had gone out there and squashed him. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That was that was that's an A plus match for me. Um, hey, was was y'all mad for real about this man kicking that uh that old NXT logo like he did? I seen some folks was hot. I saw I saw I was like, damn, you got to do it like that. But no, I mean, folks look, was really mad. Like, how could they do that? They're shitting on their legs. Shut the fuck up, God damn. Nah, nah, it wasn't that serious. It really wasn't. Like, like it's that it was that knee jerk reaction. Like, oh. Oh, okay. All right. That's how y'all feel. He bought it, it about it. it. Wasn't, am I right? But it wasn't. It was never that serious. And it, realistically, it's the truth because this was the last stone to fall. Like everyone else mm-hmm. got Mello. Mello got both belts. You know yep. what I'm saying? He about to be the mid card champion, basically. Uh, Imperium still got the belts, but you know you got you know the the Diamond Mine Crew, uh, the Creed Brothers, stuff like that. Mandy has the title right now, but. You know, I, I guess they groom in Cora Jade at some point to, to, to take that spot. And then you got Braun. Like, you have your new crop. So this was just the last domino to fall. So yeah. I, I, you can't, that that's just illuminating. That's visualization. You can't get mad about that. 
Facts. Y'all will, but. <laughs> and uh, however, though, prior to that, we had uh, Braun Breaker, Tommaso Ciampa. They was wrestling at MSG. And after that, Tommaso Ciampa and Pete Dunne had a dark match on SmackDown. Uh, could we see Tommaso Ciampa on main roster at some point? You know, I was when did he first. I'm a little more a, optimistic a about it than a lot of people are. Yeah, yeah, like he he did a he did a match with uh Gargano. I forget. No, no, on SmackDown when uh, everyone got held hostage up in Saudi, they uh they brought yeah. they brought NXT guys up and he had a match on SmackDown. So I've been saying since then I'm like he would be solid on the main roster. His whole thing was the road, the schedule. I think now more than ever that's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. So if he's open to doing it, I think I said this before, if he's open to doing it, I'm all for it. Like, he's one of them guys that, you know, just because he's on the, technically on the smaller side, but it's like, he has a character and he has a body of work that you can't ignore. So, he's not one of them guys that get lost in the shuffle. As long as you keep presenting him the way that he, they have been yeah. for however many years on NXT. that That's a character that's a player. So, if he says, listen, I'll, I'll work the dates and, you know, I'll, you know, be a, a regular guy on, on the schedule and travel, then whatever. I, I'm i certainly... Don't expect this lose. man to be WWE champion ever. No, no, no. No, it's not. Because then y'all get real disappointed. And y'all y'all know yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, that, yeah y'all start y'all start skyrocketing him to that, that, uh, that, that's that glass ceiling. You do that with a lot of guys. And we, we got to stop doing that. Like, you set you're setting yourself up for for misery. For a no lot reason. of great wrestling personalities and characters and wrestlers never touched the world championship, and that did not affect their legacy one bit. Roddy Piper. Right. So, Tommaso Ciampa, he should be like Intercontinental U.S. Like something like that is cool. You want to, which is. Which is fine because the mid card yeah. scene right now, I, I mean, Damian Priest is still doing good. Like I, I can't get mad at that. But the IC team, the IC title is irrelevant. Shinsuke Nakamura is the biggest heel in wrestling because he goes and parades around like he's a baby face and he's scared to defend his championship against people that earn title shots against him. When is the last time Shinsuke Nakamura has defended the championship? It's gotten to the point where. They have not booked him in matches, so his character now is just pussy, and he's scared to put the title on the line, which makes sense because he's been pussy since the summertime, but I ain't going to get into that because we talked about that a lot. I, I didn't think Baron Corbin wrong. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I, I hate that I even have to, to bring it up because I didn't want to acknowledge it, but if we're keeping track, Baron Corbin did get technically speaking, did get a title shot. He did. As a result of a match that he won. Two months ago. And then Sammy won a... Yeah. And then Sammy won a whole battle for a match that was supposed to happen. Sammy's name wrestled for an hour. He wrestled for an hour. For a match that was supposed to happen at day one, they canceled the match. First, they moved it. I think they moved it to the pre-show, and then they canceled it all together. And now they don't even mention it on SmackDown. Like, I, I don't... I don't understand what's going on here, but made this man face his lackey because yeah. he was too scared. This nigga's scared. <laughs> Get it together, man. Yeah, yeah, y'all need, y'all need, and I, I hate when that happens because, 
especially with a title like the IC title that has all the prestige and you know at one point in time it was it, it was bigger than the world title at some points like, as of like two years when, ago it was yeah yeah when when you had when when Seth had it in like 2017 when Brock was holding title hostage and shit like that it's like when you have a belt that's been around that long that can take that, that spot and you just make it vanish off of TV with somebody that you're not using properly then What's the point? It was just wasting it. Like, freshen the scene up. The best thing that I thought happened was the whole feud between Big E and Apollo. Because Big E was just doing this. He was just going up. Yeah. So having him win the belt was, was perfect. And then Apollo got a whole rebrand and freshened his character up. And now we were investing into it. And they were having dope matches for the belt. It's like, that's what you're supposed to do. This right here... Listen, like, and I wasn't even defending Shinsuke. I was just saying, like, I don't care to see Baron Corbin win it. But at this point, I don't care who wins it. Just get it off that man. Let Baron Corbin take it at this point. I, I don't, I, I don't care. He should, he should. I agree. Uh, yeah, we already talked about Carmelo. You know, Melo don't miss. That's beautiful. You don't miss with the ladies either. Oh no, y'all are, y'all are dehydrated by Melo. Like, I, I thought. I thought y'all was bad about Hook. Melo is something different, boy. Let me tell you. Hey, I thought y'all was bad about Roman. Oh, yeah. Tri- Tribal Chief? Still to this day, I'd be like, hey, I seen somebody the other day. It was like, he can move my needle. Yo, yeah. <laughs> the, the, okay. stuff y'all say, the stuff y'all say about Roman on these platforms is disgusting. Like, I, I know y'all say, oh, it's yeah, crazy because, like, y'all. Y'all are really pushing it. <laughs> Cause it and, it and it's wild. The double standard is wild too. Cause like, if, like when I see dudes saying certain things about the the women's wrestlers, I was to be like, that's kind of weird, yeah. my nigga. Yeah. So but like the crazy. women, when they say shit about Roman, or they say shit about like niggas like Melo or somebody, I'd be like, man, women so funny, dude. Like it's it's acceptable. It's kind of wild. Yeah. You don't miss them. Yeah. No. You don't that miss. boy, listen, listen. That that is one dude that I say that if they mess up with him, I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go go on suspension, go go take a walk because I've I've never seen a dude that clearly has just everything. purely off of, exactly just purely looking at even if you don't start even he came if you from the Indies by the way yet. yeah even if you hadn't watched his matches yet you just look at this dude clearly. It, once he when he got the mic in his hand, when he's getting that ready to have a match, it's just like you see, it's there. It it from top to bottom, it's all there. Give him his old music. You don't back. have to fix it. Yeah. Give him his old music back. I need it. Uh, this week though, uh, are are you watching NXT this week, Reed? Uh, I guess so. I don't. I guess I'll see what what they're getting ready to do next. I know some of your faves are competing in uh. Some matches, man. AJ Styles, Grayson Waller. Oh, oh boy. And uh, Pete Dunne and Tony D'Angelo. I think they said it was in a cage. So uh, no, I say uh, it's uh, this is this is this is good. It's a crowbar crowbar on a pole, pole match. Vince Russo back in NXT. Uh, I guess so. That should be fun. Uh, so we had a lot going on last week, and uh, I, I'm not going to hold you to your side of the deal for last week. However. Give us a, a pre-match analysis 
on Pete Dunne versus Tony D'Angelo. Oh, look, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it a buck with you. Pete gonna lose. Like, and I I don't, I don't even have to be biased about that. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. Like, Pete, first off, Pete Dunne doesn't need to to get that to go over in matches like these because we already know what he's bringing. Like, we've seen him in main event matches. We've seen him in title matches. We know that Pete Dunne, at the end of the day, is going to get the star treatment when need be. But fact of the matter is, this is all about Tony. Like, they've, they've been pushing him since he first showed up. You know, no matter what complaints I, I made and other people made, it's like, th- th- this is it. This is one of them guys that they're going to get featured in this new iteration of NXT. And as much as Pete Dunne going gonna bring it to him he's gonna hurt him a little bit my man is gonna get that crowbar and once he does it's gonna be a whole lot of rib shots and going upside his head and shit like that he might probably gonna bring out another weapon and stuff like that bring the car around back to throw him in the trunk like they're gonna do everything they can to make sure that my dude looks as strong as possible but at the end of the day it, it, this is about Tony. that that it, it's, it's gonna be his to win because this is this is about pushing those younger guys, and he's one of those that they have earmarked. So I, I don't, uh, I, I won't even, won't even fight that one. Gonna be a whole lot of forgetting about it and forget about it. <laughs> this has been another edition of Young Kings Wrestling. That's how we're gonna close it out. Plug them socials, Reek. Oh, uh, y'all can find me at Recavit24 on Instagram and on Twitter. Also, go make sure y'all check out the Havoc Hour on all streaming platforms where you can find Young Kings Wrestling as well as the video version up on YouTube. Uh, got a recent episode out with my peoples as always. Matt Ritter, Katie Kinsey, my man Justin came through. <laughs> we, did a, we did a Spider-Man review, Spider-Man No Way Home. So uh, go check that out. That's up. Uh, Gotta get a new episode up, so I'm gonna be doing looking to get that done within the next next week, probably next either the next week or the next two weeks, because uh, playoffs are coming now, mm-hmm. and uh, we're getting ready to get to All Star break pretty soon. So got a whole lot that we gotta talk about. I haven't did sports in a minute, so I gotta gotta touch on that. So I'm probably gonna be touch hitting up all my guys here to talk basketball and football. So keep it locked for that. But go check that out. Yeah, man, and I am the Thespian T.C. Fontaine. You can follow me on Instagram at T.C. T.C. Fontaine, excuse me, or at F.O.Y. Photo 702. I just noticed my beard is crooked. I did not comb my beard out before we got on here. Uh, Pardon. Apologies. I'm out here nappy. It's a Sunday, and I've been lazy all day, so excuse me. I showered. I did wash my ass, if you guys are wondering. Uh, FOI photo 702 you can follow me on twitter at tc fontaine follow young kings wrestling at yk wrestling everywhere except instagram is yk wrestling underscore y'all know why it's an underscore they some hoes yeah coming up on the one year anniversary so yeah big shout out to uh big shout out to everybody out here in vegas doing it big uh shout out to our guy the pope did the love alive charity uh, this weekend down there in Duval. Duval. For some reason, the Jacksonville Jaguars got the number one pick again, and they won in the last week of the season. They bum asses. They bum ass ownership. Uh, who else I'm giving a shout out to, man? Culture Inc. out here in Vegas. 
past weekend. Oh, yeah. I seen that. Yeah. They, they didn't hit us up, but it's all good. <laughs> so we still love y'all, though, man. Y'all are guys. Uh, shout out to everybody, man. What a maneuver. What a man. Oh, big shout out to what a maneuver. Big shout out to what a maneuver. Always the number one pro wrestling t shirt company. By far. And, may, and make sure y'all get y'all merch. Get the merch. Get the merch. Especially them beautiful BLM and NWO inspired t shirts. Mm. Because what do we do? We give out those donations. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes, sir. And that's it for me. I ran out of shout outs. So if I didn't shout you out, take it up with my assistant. I'll get you his information. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the Young Kings Wrestling Podcast. Y'all, we out of here. Oh. Oh. I think we was on time. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs>